Hello, hello, hello everyone. Yet again, I said it wasn't going to be more than a week and here we are. Probably 10 days in since my last podcast. Just, um, yeah, did not submit this one on Sunday. A lot has gone down for me actually. I thought I'd just get this podcast down because it's something that I've been wanting to podcast for a long time and it's accountability. I'm actually really excited. It's all about pulling yourself up on your own bullshit, pulling other people up on their own bullshit. It's so necessary. It's going to make your life so much easier, so much better. It will actually make your relationships better no matter if you're pulling other people up on it or yourself. It actually ends resentment. There's so much good that's going to come from this topic. So we are thrilled to be here. This is episode 18, I want to say. I really should like have like a little like tracker of which number. I should know which episode I'm doing before I get into it. But as usual, shall we get into what I've been doing in the last week or kind of since I last spoke to you? I feel like a shitload has gone down in this time. Um, I did record a podcast with Lucy and Nikki for the happy hour podcast. So that's a vibe as usual. I just literally love recording with those girls. So that should be probably up, I think next week, I would imagine sometime next week. Um, yeah, that's a good time. I, the Facebook group for Do You Fucking Mind has been flourishing. If you aren't already a member, uh, or what, is it a member? Is that what you'd call it? Uh, a member of the group? Just go into Do You Fucking Mind with Alexis Fernandez on Facebook and I will accept you all. Just no um, trolling or bullying because we're in a fucking pandemic, so calm the fuck down and just be nice to people. Just even if we're not in a pandemic, be nice to people. Okay, and what's next? Oh my God, I spoke about this on my story, but big, big, big news for me. And this has all got to do with taking a leap of faith. So it kind of got to a point when I'm like, Alexis, get your fucking shit together. Take a page out of your own book and make a decision. And it was me leaving Vive Active. So that's the Pilates studio that I've worked with, worked at since we opened three years ago. So it's been a long journey with these guys. Um, and it was kind of, well, not kind of, it's sad to leave. I mean, I fucking love my clients love the people I work with. I love the style of studio. I love everything about it. So it got to a point though, where things for me have been accelerating and gratitude is an understatement. I'm absolutely living my best life, living in my purpose. Everything's great. However, it's just gone so much faster than I had ever imagined it would go, which is great. And I think that's what happens when you dive, you know, headfirst into something that Time-wise, it was just becoming a little bit impossible and I don't often stress, but I was finding myself getting quite stressed every day just because it was a bit of a juggling act and trying to like have my head in all these different arenas in my life. So I thought, look, I'm just going to have to make a call here and that is to leave Vive. So I'm denied and I'm denied for so long about it and I was like, just bite the bullet and do it, you know, because there's never going to be the perfect time. You just have to, like I say in podcast number one, you just have to take a leap before you're ready, um, which also meant that I was full, not only leaving this place that I love working at, but at the same time, it was coming to the realization that I am completely self-sufficient now um, financially and I'm fully backing myself business-wise, which is fucking exciting because this has probably been my dream for a very long time to do that. But I never thought that I'd be able to do it, you know, with everything to do with the brain and neuroscience and my mindset hacks. So I'm just so happy that I can combine all the things that I love doing, including this podcast, into becoming self-sufficient. So it's very exciting times, but that is the reason why I left Vive. Um, I do see myself still wanting to teach. I mean, I have my workouts online. Like I absolutely love exercise. I love teaching. I love training people. Maybe that's something that I can get back to when things kind of calm down or when maybe I finish studying. But who knows what the future holds. I don't often speak for my future self. So we shall see. Um, second to that, I also got a podcast agent. I've signed with Acast and they are absolutely legends. So I think you're going to be seeing more and more stuff happen with this podcast. I'm just so excited about it. Um, I feel that they're going to help me grow this podcast to an even greater audience. And yeah, I feel like we're just going from strength to strength. And it's honestly thanks to all you guys. 
for that. So, danke and merci beaucoup. Okay, let's get into... Oh, I also want to do a little bit of housekeeping. I don't normally do housekeeping, but I want to address the DMs that I get, primarily DMs via Instagram. So, I get messaged a lot via Instagram regarding my podcast and I'm so, so grateful for that because they are pretty much, I would, I'm stoked to say they are pretty much all positive feedback about the podcast. So number one, thank you so much for everyone that has sent me a beautiful message about how the podcast has either helped them or made them laugh or resonated with them. I love, love, love receiving these messages and thank you and I'm very grateful. But in addition to this, I also get a whole bunch of messages from people asking for advice on a life situation. So I'll get told like quite a, you know, an in-depth or a long story about a situation where it's got to do with either a relationship, often a relationship, but asking for advice on a personal topic. Now, I just want to address this on my podcast, why it is that I don't reply, uh, because I don't want to make it look like I'm reading it and then not wanting to give my advice. But there's several reasons why I'm not replying. I genuinely do appreciate the fact that people are reaching out to me and seeing me as the kind of person that would be able to give that kind of advice, but I just want to address it right here, right now, why I don't reply to those messages. Number one, I'm actually not qualified to do so. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a therapist. I'm coming from a neuroscience standpoint and the advice that I give is general advice. Number two, I don't actually know your story. One message is just not enough for me to know what the story really is because there's two sides to every story. I'm not going to be giving you full-on advice of what you should exactly say or do or, you know, if I don't know the other person's side of the story, you know, it's not really, it's just not, I can't, I don't have enough insight. Even if I was qualified, I still wouldn't have enough insight to give you proper advice anyway. All, like I said, all I can do is give general advice and that is why I have the podcast. And number three, I have to draw the line at the podcast. I can't be spending my days, you know, responding to these in-depth messages when I don't really know your situation or your, you know, your life story behind this and the advice that I have given has probably already been given on a podcast. So then I can't be going in to each message and, you know, I hope that makes sense, but it's just something that I can't do. Like I need to kind of draw the line there at the podcast because You know, most of you guys are absolutely amazing. Even when you do send me those messages, it's most of the time prefaced with you'll probably not get the time to read this or um, obviously you don't have to reply, but I want to say this, you know, and that's, you know, totally fine. And I know that you guys understand, but there have been a few instances where if I haven't replied, it's then been followed up with answer this please in all caps and it's kind of like bro you're getting a podcast for free go and pay for a psychologist and don't hassle me on something that you know it's not my responsibility to be giving you advice when I don't actually know your story you know I don't want to come across as rude but there is a line and that line should not be crossed if it's a major issue you need to be seeing a professional and that is not me so I'm here to give general advice. I wish I had all the time in the world and I had that qualification and I could sit down and help everyone, but it's that's just not the case. And I would just be stretching myself way too thin. And like I said, not my qualification. Now, just to be clear, there's only been a handful of people that have been like that and been super pushy. Most of the messages I get are very polite, very nice. And I genuinely am very grateful for that. Um, And I do appreciate, obviously, everyone sending me the messages and taking the time to send the messages. But I just thought I'd address that and I hope that makes sense. Okay, let's dive in. Accountability. This is pulling yourself up on your own bullshit. This is holding other people accountable for their actions or their behaviors. So when I talk about accountability, it kind of encompasses a whole lot of things. So I'm talking about when you say something When you say that you're going to do something, you do it. It's owning up to something when you did something wrong and stepping up to try and fix it or to at least apologize for it or to just own it. It's 
being more solutions focused instead of playing the victim in a situation and expecting other people around you to fix it. You know, expecting other people to do things that you actually should have done, but then putting it on someone else for no real reason other than the fact that you just don't want to be accountable. Um, It's seeing where you might have played a role in something going wrong, like a relationship, whether it's romantic or a friendship, but then completely deciding to put the blame on that person altogether and blaming them for the breakup or the divorce or whatever. You know, um, there's just so many different ways where accountability will play a role in your life, massively with relationships, but also within yourself, within trying to achieve anything in your life, goal setting, getting shit done, self-love, the way you even perceive other people, that all has got to do with accountability. So uh, there's a few examples that I'm going to give you. I'm going to start with um, being accountable within yourself and then I'm going to move on to later on in the podcast, I'm going to be talking about kind of make making other people accountable or holding other people accountable. I think I'm going to say the word accountable 50 billion times in this podcast. But anyway, let's start with number one, playing the victim. So this is not saying the role that you played in a scenario, not accounting for your behavior in it. So it's, I want to give an example because I've actually had a few people DM me about this and you might be listening being like, oh my God, that was me. But I can guarantee it was you and another like literally another maybe 10 people in the last couple of months have sent me something quite similar to this. And it's where this person or people have broken up with their boyfriends or girlfriends, but I think in this scenario they were all women, broken up with their boyfriends and then been like, they didn't fight for me. They just accepted it. They didn't fight for me. And now I just kind of don't know what to do. Like I don't know where to stand. So it obviously means that it's done. They don't want the relationship. So now it's over. They don't want – and it's kind of like you've literally dumped them and in your fucking head you've now put it on them that the relationship has dissolved because they didn't fight for you. I don't know about you, but if someone's dumping me, fucking suck my dick. I'm not going to fight for someone that's literally saying bye. Like why am I fighting for something or for someone that's not standing to me, standing up and talking to me saying, look, this relationship is falling apart. Let's work on this together. No, they're saying, you know what? I'm done. They're not offering to fight. So why why are you expecting this person to fight? That's you not being accountable. You're not being accountable. So obviously that person that you dumped isn't that horrible because if you – if you genuinely wanted the relationship to end, you wouldn't have a problem with the fact that they didn't fight for you. You would be relieved that it ended. So you must understand that you also played a role in the fact that the relationship was falling apart because you wouldn't want to be with them if there wasn't anything good to fight for. But now the fact that it's completely ended, you don't want to be responsible for that. So now you're putting the blame on them because they didn't fight for you. So now that's the real reason why it ended. Oh, they didn't fight for you. I'm sorry, but that's ridiculous. Take some accountability. Take some ownership over the fact that you wanted to call the relationship and you called it. And you might regret it now. But that's okay. It's fine to regret a decision. It's fine to turn around and not be sure, especially when it's a breakup because there's a lot of emotion involved. You probably did make the right decision breaking up with them. If it was in your head so intensely, you were probably just expecting a different outcome and you were thrown off kilter when they didn't perform in a way that you imagined that they would or they didn't react in a way that you thought they they would react. But you probably, I'm guessing, made the right decision anyway. You're just a bit shook that the outcome was different and now the responsibility is completely in your hands for the reason that the relationship has ended. It's completely on you. That's a good thing. Just own it. Don't think that you need to play this passive role in your life. It's okay to take some big steps, some big action, but kind of turn the tables around and don't be so you know, judgmental to the person that you've just dumped being like, they didn't fight for me because everyone's different. But If someone's dumping me, I'm not fighting for them. If someone's saying to me, this relationship is falling down the drain, let's fight, then yes. If they're going to meet me in the middle and say, let's work on this together, I 100% will fight for something if I believe it's worth fighting for. But if someone with no warning, no nothing, if they're just wanting to end it like that, then I walk away. 
So I don't blame all those people that didn't fight for it. I understand. Because if you wanted to fight for it, why didn't you fight for it? You didn't. So don't expect something from someone else. Don't expect to get something that you're not prepared to give. Again, that's accountability. You're not owning it. All right. Um, another thing, it's like the dating scene. You see a lot of people who are like, the dating scene's fucked. It's so fucked. It's shit. There's no one. There's no one. There's no one. Like, look at me as an example. I clearly don't go on dates. And if you were to look at, you know, the availability of potential dates around me, there's not much. But I'm not going to stand here and complain because if I take an inventory of my actions, it's extremely clear that my success in dating or the availability of people avail- like that are there for me to potentially go on a date with reflects the amount of effort that I'm putting into it, which is zero. So I can't stand here and whinge because I have to take ownership for the fact that I'm not putting in any effort because at the moment I'm putting in all my effort in other things at the mo- like in my life and the moment I really truly do want to start dating, I'll probably – put myself out there a little bit more but you have to start taking ownership like are you going to whinge and say oh, there's no one there there's no one there there's no one there or are you taking some actual action you know and maybe you are I'm not saying that the moment you're accountable everything changes there are going to be some situations where you are telling the honest truth and the dating scene might actually suck for you but I know people that are in my situation that complain but also don't take action or they don't give someone a chance or they don't go on that one date because they're too judgmental of that person you know so just kind of look at what you're saying are you expecting more from someone else than you are prepared to give are you sitting there playing the role of the victim thinking god that person didn't do that but are you doing that in return so be careful with what you are annoyed at people for not doing and just make sure that you are not underperforming as well because you can't be saying oh they didn't do that for me when in reality you're sitting on your ass doing fuck all for them you know number two understanding that there are consequences to your behavior the sooner you learn that the less you're going to suffer you know like I said earlier this whole thing of everyone being like oh you can't say anything now because people can get offended you can't say this because people you can say what you want but there are consequences to your behavior. If you don't have a good argument to back up what you're saying and what you're saying is hurtful, then expect there to be consequences. You can't just walk around and be an asshole and have everyone be nice to you. That it doesn't work that way because you're expecting someone to behave a certain way in response to how you behave. You're being a hypocrite. They're not expecting shit from you, so don't expect shit from them. Do what you want. Say what you want. Be as hurtful as you want. But don't expect to have friends at the end of the day. Don't expect to have strong relationships at the end of the day if you're not factoring in other people's feelings at all. Like I said, you, you can do it. I can walk across the road right now and slap someone across the face, but I will get arrested. But I can do that if I want to. But there are consequences. If you're going to be a certain way within a relationship or a friendship and you're always going to, you know, flake on them or leave them on red or just not be there for them, then don't expect them to hold you in high esteem in their life. Don't expect them to rely on you in the future. Don't expect for you to be able to rely on them in the future. You can't expect other people to be there for you if you're not that caliber of friend that you're expecting from them, if that makes sense. You know, it's a reciprocal thing. So if you want to be treated well in life, obviously you have to do the same for other people. Now, what happens if you've damaged a relationship through your actions and you now want to turn around and apologize, but that person doesn't, you know, doesn't want to mend the relationship? What do you do then? Unfortunately, nothing. There's nothing you can do. Once you apologize and you're genuine about it, like I said, there are consequences to your actions. No matter how reformed you are, no matter how good you are as a person, no matter what you've done to change, you have to own the fact that you were a shit person to that person at least at some stage. You did something big enough to hurt them. And they don't owe you anything now. Once you've hurt someone, once you've done something, 
it's kind of like up to them really if they want to enter into a conversation to mend the relationship with you or not. But the damage has been done. So you, you know, you can fuck someone over, feel guilty about it for months and then you feel bad and you want to be told that it's okay. So you reach out to them so they can tell you that it's okay. But that might not happen because really you're doing that for selfish reasons anyway. You want to clear your conscience and they might just still think that you're a shit person. So just because you're sorry or remorseful, that's not enough. That's actually the bare minimum to apologize. But what I would say is if you did fuck up, you've got to own it. That's the number one thing. You own it. You admit it. You apologize without excuses because there's nothing shitter than when you say, look, I'm really sorry that happened, but I was just going through some stuff at the time. No, that's not an apology. Own it. If you're going to apologize and you want and you like the best chances of an outcome is if you own your behavior because someone will think, wow, they're aware that they are responsible for what they did. So maybe there's a chance that they won't do it again. If you apologize with an excuse tagged onto it, that person is seeing through your bullshit thinking, wow, even in their apology, they are not acknowledging genuinely their ownership in this situation, in what they did. So they're thinking in their mind, you're just going to do it again. That You're just going to repeat that behavior, whether it's not, if, it might not be with me, but it will be with someone else. That's what happens when you tag excuses on to your apologies. So number one, own it. Learn from it and move forward. Stop putting the responsibility on other people to forgive you or to say that it's okay, it's water under the bridge, whatever. You may never be forgiven, okay? Eat it. Own it. If you fucked up, there's consequences to your actions and you should be held accountable for it. But you can learn from it and you can make a genuine apology and you can genuinely try and reach out and say, I was cooked, cooked person, shouldn't have done that. I really regret that. I'm not making excuses for my behavior and I'm going to be a better person from now on. And it's up to them with what they do with that information. Okay, now this one, the next one, number three, is... Um, not giving credit when it's due. That actually has to do with accountability. I'll give an example, obviously. You know how much I love an example. Um, the other day, I was reading, I was str- scrolling through Instagram and I read this like meme or whatever quote on my feed and it said something like, something along the lines of, People who have a uterus need to understand that you cannot have a flat stomach. There are extra extra organs in there that are going to cause you to have a bit of a tummy. Stop trying to achieve the impossible. Like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever read. And then I went in to read the comments and people are literally writing, if you have a flat stomach and a big ass, then it's surgery. Or... Um, If you're so lean that you have a flat stomach, you probably don't have a regular period. All this shit. It's like, what is wrong with people? Just leave people alone. Let them be. Firstly, is it possible for a woman to have a flat stomach? Obviously it is. That is the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. I know so many women that have a flat stomach. Does it make them... Does it mean that they've had surgery? Does it mean that their period is irregular? Does it mean that they're malnourished? No. People are just so ready to attack someone that has something that may be deemed desirable, but they can't achieve it. So then they put it down to something else. Oh, it can't be because she's just either born that way or she happens to exercise in a way that makes her body look that way. No, no, it's surgery. Or if she has it... I comfort myself with the fact that her period's fucked and her hormones are all over the place. Like, that's fucked. That's just not having accountability. That's you not being able to say, right, unfortunately for me, that's not the case. I don't have a flat stomach, but I can acknowledge that other people can achieve a flat stomach through natural means. You know, it's this idea, you know, and you you hear it a lot with a lot of people saying, especially women say this, Real women have curves. Real women have cellulite. As far as I'm concerned, people that don't have cellulite who are female are also real. 
believe it or not. People who are Victoria's Secret models are real women. This bullshit of saying that in order to be considered a real woman, you ha- can't pe- just leave people alone. Can you just not let them be? I don't care if you are obese or if you are, you know, a string bean. Both of you, as far as I'm concerned, are real. Real people, real women. This this has got to stop. It's actually quite toxic language to say that because, you know, and you see it a lot where people feel that they that people feel better about themselves when someone has something good and they justify why that person has something good like oh they might appear to be happy but they're probably really miserable behind the scenes bro do you want them to be miserable behind the scenes is that what makes you feel good is that what like what that's not that's not a good argument to have and if you think that that's a good argument to have then you're jealous and coming from a place of fear. Like, you need to really look at what you're saying and I'm going to feel happier if the reason that that person has what I want is achieved through, you know, some really false means or if by getting it, it means that they're miserable or unhealthy so I can feel better about myself because I'm one up on them, at least my period's regular, or at least I'm natural, or at least I'm a real woman, and you're not a fucking real woman, even though you are, like, just, oh, like, I hate that language, to me, it's pathetic, it's immature, it's not being accountable for who the fuck you are, and what you have to offer, and you feeling that the only way you're going to feel good is if you highlight anything potentially negative about someone and try and drag them down. That's not being accountable, in my opinion. That's deflecting big time. You're not, you know, like, why can't you just say, yep, I've got cellulite. End of story. I don't have to say why. I don't have to say why that woman doesn't have cellulite. I don't have to come up with excuses left, right and centre as, as to why I look the way I look in compared to someone else. Shut the fuck up and just be like, call a fucking spade a spade and move on to the next situation. Let's stop comparing. Let's stop dragging people down. It's unhealthy and it's a fucking turn off in my opinion. That goes th- that goes for people, you know, if you're a guy and you, you think that another guy has got his body the way he's got it because of genetics, you know, or if you think that someone's killing it, it's because they're gifted. They were gifted something instead of that they worked towards it. I talk about this in my comparison podcast as well. So that's kind of what I'm getting at. Like you need to just own your shit a little bit more. It's I, I respect that a lot more when someone can just really own who they are. You don't have to love it. I'm not saying you have to love every aspect of your body, but – own it and just acknowledge it for what it is and stop making excuses for why someone might have it better than you. Okay, the next one is number four, keeping your word. This is really good for obviously keeping your word to other people, but keeping your word to yourself. If you say you're going to do something, you follow through and you do it. And more importantly, if you say you're going to do something and then you don't do it, Don't come up with bullshit excuses as to why you didn't do it. Just admit to yourself that you either didn't have the capability to do it or you just didn't care enough to do it. But all these excuses are reinforcing these behavior patterns. Every time you make an excuse, especially to yourself, because you're the one that you're ultimately hurting. If you're making an excuse to someone else, they can tap out of that relationship at any point. If you're making an excuse to yourself, you're stuck with yourself for the rest of your life. So you're only hurting yourself. Okay? So every time you make an excuse, you allow your behavior and you're likely to repeat it again. So you need to own your shit and if you say to yourself I'm gonna get this done by this day and if you don't do it shut up with your fucking excuses they sound shitter to everyone else 
And if you were to listen to yourself in a week, in a year, in five years' time, you would be annoyed at yourself with the excuses that you made. If you were trying to achieve a goal but you sat on your ass and five years down the track you, you think, wow, if I had actually taken action right now, this is where I could be. But if you replay your excuses to yourself five years down the track, you're going to think it sounds pathetic. You're going to be embarrassed at yourself. You're going to be like, what the fuck was I on? Was I high on crack? You know? Keeping your word is so important. And if you're talking about keeping your word to other people, just be a bit more honest with your language. I think a lot of people make promises because they want to be the hero in the moment. You actually feel the feeling of having already achieved something when you offer something. So that's the problem. When you, let's say you offer up, oh, you can stay at mine, you know, next weekend, you can use my house or you can use my car or I'll pick you up or whatever, like you offer something, the moment you offer it, that person is already thanking you for it. You haven't come through with the goods, but they're already thanking you for it. So you feel that like rush of dopamine. You feel like these feel-good drugs through your body. You feel really good. The accolades, you're a great person. They've pumped up your ego. So you're more likely to want to be the hero of the moment, offering all these things. But the problem is, if you don't, follow through with that then that person is going to think less of you in the long term I rather people be a bit more neutral with me and me not offering something that I can't follow through with than think I'm fucking amazing in the moment and then realize that I can't ever follow through with anything I've said and then think I'm full of shit you know I'd rather be less impressive but consistent than a fucking flake who just has to make a quick sale in that moment and sell them the dream or sell them the, the emotion or sell them that I'm a great person and I'm so generous and I'm so reliable. But when it really comes to the crunch, I'm not there and I don't, I don't pull through. That's just taints your character big time and just make sure that you're not making promises that you can't keep because you're going to be trusted less and less and less and people are not going to want to rely on you. And then people are in their mind, they're just rolling their eyes every time you're offering something because they're like, oh, here we go again. I have to listen to this shit when in reality I know that they're never going to pull through because they're a flake. So if that might be you, just kind of pay attention to when you do that or when you might do it and what are things that you do offer or do say that you're going to do but actually don't pull through. Like those people that are always like, yeah, we'll do dinner for sure, for sure. And then on the night, they're the common denominator. They're the ones that are always flaking. Like that's not cool. And then people are either less likely to commit to something with you or if they make a commitment with you, they're going to double book you and someone else. And if that other person pulls through, they'll probably cancel on you. And that's really fucked. But, you know, that's what you get when you're consistently inconsistent. Now we're going to move on to talking about, you know, holding other people accountable for their behaviors. Something that is so common and it has been around for decades and decades is this whole idea of accusing or blaming an affair on the other person, the other woman, the other man, you know, like she stole him or a home wrecker or all that bullshit. Like, that is not holding someone accountable for their actions. You know, no one stole someone from you. Why don't you make your actual partner, the one who committed to being in a monogamous relationship with you, the one who you had an agreement with to be exclusive with you, the one who broke the agreement, why don't you hold them accountable instead? Because you can't handle the truth. It's because it's easier for you to tell yourself that your partner was under some sort of spell by this home wrecker and wasn't in control of the situation when they had the affair than to tell yourself that your relationship wasn't in a good place and the person that you're with wanted something else. The truth hurts because it feels too personal. So you make excuses for other people's behavior to fit into a narrative that's going to keep you in a false bubble of protection. But what you don't realize is that the more honest you are with a situation, then the safer you are, the more protected you are, the more vulnerable you are to opening up to the reality of a situation, you then become more resilient. The more accepting of situations and what they are and taking it for what it is, someone cheating on you, then 
you're going to start to see what's right for you and what's wrong for you. And you're going to start to probably agree with what's in front of you a lot more often instead of resisting, resisting, resisting and living a false life to feel protected when that's all false. There is no protection. The hurt, the damage has been done. Now you're just trying to hold together just rubble that's already crumbled. Like the relationship isn't what you thought it was. Let it go. And I'm not saying that you can't resurrect a relationship that's, you know, where there's been an affair, but I'm saying you need to like cut it fucking down and rebuild. But this whole blaming the the other person, I think is a load of shit. What do I think about the other woman and all of that? Like, would I personally enter into a relationship with a married man? Fuck no, I wouldn't for many reasons. But that should actually be irrelevant. I don't understand how people think that there is any sort of responsibility on the effect on the marriage on the other person. Like, I morally wouldn't do it, nor would I actually want to be with someone who's married anyway, so that just kind of, you know, makes it easy for me. But that, I don't understand how people don't see that that is actually irrelevant. People genuinely think that they have some fault in it. The only person that you should be concerned with is the one that you had an agreement with, who is your partner. Stop making excuses for them, because if you make excuses for them, what are they going to do? Oh, that was easy. I'll just do that again. That person's a doormat. My husband just made excuses for my behavior. My wife just made excuses for my behavior. I can do this again. I can treat them like this again. You have to hold people accountable for their actions. So if someone's going to cheat on you, if you don't want a divorce, fine, don't have a divorce, but don't make it about the other person. The moment you make it about the other person, you've told them, you know, I forgive you for doing what you do. I understand why you did what you did. It wasn't your fault. No, it wasn't your fault. <laughs> like, that's cooked. That's fucking cooked. And you sound pathetic. You sound like a doormat. You're a weak dog. You're spineless. You're not standing up for yourself whatsoever in this situation. You are literally allowing this behavior. And you know what? You get what you tolerate. So you are essentially telling your partner, I tolerate this. So bring it on. Just keep behaving that way because I'm letting you know right now that I'm tolerating this and I accept this like this is my standard. Raise your fucking standards and hold people accountable for their actions, especially the people that you are heavily involved with like a partner, like a romantic relationship. You have to raise your standards and say this will be accepted, this will not be accepted. And they need to know it. And there's a fucking line and that line does not get crossed. End of story. And it's not about being angry or blowing up or whatever. But if someone crosses the line with me, I peacefully tap the fuck out. And I just see it as that person is not for me. It's simple. You raise your standards. You understand what it is that you're going to tolerate and what you're not going to tolerate. You make it clear to the other person. And it's actually so simple. It becomes so simple. Once you start understanding that if someone isn't going to be who, you know, at a level that you deem acceptable in your life, they're not going to be in your life. Stop so desperately trying to pull someone in your life and blaming everyone else around the two of you for the issues within your relationship. You've either caused them or they've either caused them. There's only two people in a relationship. So one of the two of you is responsible. Stop blaming other people about shit. Or you shouldn't be in that relationship in the first place. Okay, now let's move on to um, needing to tell someone that they hurt you or needing to tell someone, like basically getting something off your chest. I personally am for getting something off your chest and letting someone know that they hurt you, even if that person is never going to talk to you again. Let's say that they've kind of, you know, ghosted you or left you on red or stood you up several times but then kind of acts, you know, if you do bump into them, they act normal like nothing happened. I personally have no problem pulling someone up and saying, hey, look, I actually am upset with how this happened because I actually was, you know, I liked you and this is how you're behaving and you really hurt me and I just have to let you know that, you know, 
if ever there was an opportunity for something to happen again, I just can't engage into that with you because I now know what you're going to be like. Or if someone has broken up with you and then just decided to ghost you and you've got so many things that are left unsaid and you want to write a fucking letter and put all your emotions down and send it because it makes you feel more relieved, like, okay, I got that off my chest. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I don't think that it's okay for someone to act like an absolute bastard and then wipe their hands and walk away, no consequences, nothing. Like if you don't want to reach out to them and you genuinely do not want to speak to someone that's hurt you, that's you have all the right in the world to do that. But one thing that annoys me a lot is when, you know, and you, you just hear it so often and I've said this in the past as well, I'm like I'm sure I have many times I've said it to myself and I've probably said it to my friends in the past but it's this idea of like oh my god don't text that person because they're they're going to know that you cared don't let them know that you care you know if you tell them that they hurt you then it's going to look like you care about them don't do that what is wrong with telling people that you care like, as far as I'm concerned, we're all human beings here with emotions and a beating heart. What is wrong with society teaching people that it's cool to not show emotions, especially when they're really deep ones, when you've been hurt? That it's cool to pretend that no one ever mattered to you. That, you know, you don't really ever fall in love. That you don't have emotions and that you don't care when someone treats you like fucking shit because you just don't have a heart. Like, how has that become the cool thing to do? We're teaching ourselves that it's okay to block all our emotions. At the end of the day, we are everything is based on human connection. Everything is based around relationships. And whether it's acquaintances or close relationships, whether it's your inner circle or whether it's like the broader general public, whether it's a stranger, it doesn't matter, but it's your connection with people that makes the world go round. And now we're trying to disassociate with our emotions and disassociate with people. That's a great way to live a half-baked life. You know, if you want to actually feel true happiness, feel true love, feel true emotions, you've also got to be well acquainted with being real when you're hurt, being real when when, when you're sad you know, understanding why you're in pain and communicating that with other people. You're going to get a lot closer with people and you're going to learn to communicate so much better when you're able to communicate the tough conversations as well as the good conversations. You know, this whole, oh, you know, I'm so in love, everything's so great, everything's so great, then they ghost you and then neither of you talk to each other ever again. What the fuck is with that? And it happens all the time. The person that ghosted you, obviously is not in touch with their emotions and they don't have the ability or the emotional intelligence or maturity to tell you why they're tapping out. But then for you to not, you know, pull them up on it and being like, hey, wait a minute, we literally were fine. What the fuck is going on? What is wrong with saying that? What is wrong with saying, no, 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 no. You don't get to walk away from this and, you know, scot-free, nothing, you know, no consequences and just be an absolute dickhead and then do it again to someone else. You need to learn a lesson. If you're going to implicate me in your actions, then I'm going to implicate you in the consequences. It's that simple. If your actions didn't hurt anyone and you just were living alone, behaving how you want to behave, then there probably wouldn't be any consequences, obviously. But the moment you bring someone else into it, it's not about you anymore. It's about more than one person. So I do think it's okay to turn around and say, I'm going to pull you up on what you've just done because it's not fair. It's hurtful. I actually did like you. I probably was falling in love with you and then you fucking ghosted me and I'm going to let you know how I feel and I think that your behavior is pathetic and you need to grow a fucking spine so you don't do it to the next person. I don't think there's anything wrong with pouring your heart out to someone because I've done both. I've been closed off and I've poured my heart out. And I can tell you that even in the situations where when both of them resulted in the relationship ending, whether I didn't respond and like I with someone goes to me and I just didn't, that was it. And then with the time where I fully poured my heart out, I can tell. Okay, so, you know, I think I've spoken to you guys about that psycho ex that I had and, 
you know, we kind of were seeing each other again and then it turns out that he actually had a girlfriend for months and it was kind of like this fucking twisted affair. I, then he ghosted me. He was like, I never want to see you again, never want to talk to you again because obviously he didn't want me, he didn't want this other girl now knowing that I existed. Deleted me, blocked me of everything, blocked all my family, all my friends of social media, just literally ghosted not just me but everyone in my family and all my friends. I knew that I would never hear from him again. I knew it. But I wrote this fucking to the point, very thought out, emotional letter. I wrote it out. I poured my fucking heart out. I told him everything how I felt. I told him how hurt I was. I pulled him up on all his fucking behaviors and I just let him know what I thought of him. And I emailed it to him. Because I was like, he's blocked my number for sure. So I sent it to him in an email. Did I ever hear back from him? Fuck no. Did I have peace of mind and sleep well that night? Fuck yes. I never regretted sending that. I never thought, oh, now he knows that I cared. Of course he knew I cared. It was clear that I was heartbroken when he left me. So what is wrong with just being like, you know what? You don't get to just walk away and do that. Well, I mean, you you clearly just did. So you do get to walk away. But I also have the right to say my piece. Whether you're going to respond or not, I don't give a fuck. But I have the right to say my piece if you have the right to treat me like a fucking object. So if you genuinely don't want to call someone out because you feel better not communicating with them, that's 100% your right and you do that and that's great. And if that's what makes you happier, perfect. But don't ever feel that you can't let someone know that they hurt you. Don't ever stand there and feel that you have to Hide your emotions because everyone around you is like, don't let them know that, that, you know, that you cared. Don't be swayed by people trying to teach you to be, to have a cold heart or to not be in touch with your emotions. That's a great way to continue this fucking ghosting fucking fashion that's going on now of people thinking that it's okay to tap out. I wonder why, because no one's, you know, no one's holding anyone accountable for their for their actions. No one's letting someone know how truly, you know, maybe if someone, maybe if someone ghosted you and you turned around and said, you know what, sit the fuck down and I'm just going to tell you everything that I feel and how you hurt me and how I think that that behavior is not okay. They might turn around and be like, wow, I actually didn't know you felt that way. Wow. And they might turn around and give you a reason as to why they behaved. And then they grew from that and you grew from that. Even if you never speak to each other again, that was a teachable moment for the two of you. Stop shying away from emotions. You know, one thing is not wanting to communicate with someone. And one thing is suppressing an emotion or a feeling and thinking that it's cool to not show up and tell someone how you feel. To not respond or to not, you know, to, you've got you've to like... Um, like what's it called you've got to fucking extinguish all your emotions and all your feelings I don't I don't agree with that I don't buy that if you know I think we're all entitled to share how we feel and we're all entitled to fucking have a heart and call people out when they've hurt us so that pretty much wraps up the main topics that I wanted to be talking about within accountability but you just need to understand is that the beauty in being accountable when you can apologize without making excuses when you can see where you've done wrong or see when you haven't showed up without making excuses and owning it for what it was when you can tell someone that they have to be accountable for their actions if they're in a relationship with you or if they're in a friendship with you when you don't have a problem even pulling up a friend being like hey I didn't feel supported by you just then you know the beauty of doing that is that you don't resent people anymore because you're honest about it you resentment and I spoke about this in my mindset hacks but resentment and it's a quote who said it I can't remember who said it but someone very famous but resentment is like drinking poison and expecting your enemy to die when you hold other people accountable resentment fades away you're able to have a real conversation with someone You're able to say, look, this is an uncomfortable thing that I'm going to talk to you about, but this is how I feel. I feel that, you you know, you weren't there for me. I feel unsupported or I feel that, you know, you fucked up or I feel that you now are responsible for X, Y, Z. People respect you so much more 
it's not a pretty conversation to have a lot of the time, but fuck that feel that they feel that the relationship has been strengthened. If it's if it's a you know, if you're currently in that relationship, it's a friend or whatever. If you can start really owning everything from your own standpoint of, of like your actions, you're you're going to be able to achieve goals a lot better. You're going to be more likely to show up and do something because you're done with your own bullshit excuses. You're going to know that if you look back in five years and listen to your pathetic excuses of the past, you'll be so annoyed at yourself for those excuses. Same as when you make excuses to other people or when you make excuses for people. So this is something that will transform your life. There will definitely be uncomfortable moments, but it's a small price to pay. Don't trade shallow connections with people, being closed off, having a cold heart for comfort. It's not worth it. I'd rather have a few uncomfortable conversations, a few awkward situations where I put myself out on the line and in return I get deeper connections, I get more shit done, I get more respect, I have a deeper love, I'm more vulnerable, I'm more in touch with my emotions. Yes, I lose some people along the way but really they're not the ones that were meant for me anyway. I'm a better person in relationships because I stop making excuses for myself so in turn I start being a better person so the trade-off is infinitely better. A few uncomfortable situations and conversations reaps these massive, massive, massive benefits for you versus comfort and a shallow life. So you make the call, but my advice is to start being more accountable and getting those people in your life to also be responsible for their actions. Hopefully that resonated with you guys. Thank you so much um, for listening and, of course, sharing. You guys have been incredible sharing the podcast. Um, And I'm going to start having some guests on the podcast. Not every episode, of course, but um, now that I have an agent, I'll be able to use the recording studio. So exciting things coming. I'm very, very excited. Um, And I've got some great ideas for the podcast um, moving forward. So Again, thank you everyone for sharing the podcast. Literally the success of the podcast is thanks to all my listeners. So love you all. Hello and welcome to all the new listeners. I probably should have said that at the start of the episode. And yes, good times. Keep sharing, keep rating and reviewing. And thank you so much. Au revoir. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to other people. Be fucking accountable. And be kind to your brain. Danke. Bye.